0: Hey guys, welcome back, you're listening to Ram, Sain of by Amish Tripathi. 33 years earlier, Port of Karchapa, Western Sea, India. Lord Parshuram, be merciful, whispered Dashrath, the 40-year-old king of Kosala, the overlord kingdom of the Saptasindhu. The emperor of the Saptasindhu had marched right across his sprawling empire from Ayodhya, its capital, to finally arrive at the western coast. Some rebellious traders solely needed a lesson in royal justice. The combative Dashrath had built on the powerful empire he had inherited from his father Raja. Rulers from various parts of India had either been deposed or made to pay tribute and accept his suzerainty, thus making Dashrath the Chakravarti Samrat or the Universal Emperor. Yes, my lord, said Mrigasya, the general of Dashrath's army. This is not the only village that has been laid to waste. The enemy has destroyed all the villages in a 50-kilometer radius from where we stand. The wells have been poisoned with the carcasses of dead animals. Crops have been burned down ruthlessly. The entire countryside has been ravaged. Scroched policy, said Ashwapati, the king of Kaikaya, a loyal Ali of Dashrath and the father of the emperor's second and favorite wife Kaikai. Yes, said another king. We cannot feed our army of 500,000 soldiers here. Our supply lines are already stretched. How the hell did that barbarian trader Kuber acquire the intellect for military strategy? Asked Darshad. Darshad could scarcely conceal his Kshatriyan disdain for the trading class, the Vaishyas. For the Saptasindhu Sindhu royalty, wealth was the conqueror's right when acquired as the spoils of war, but inappropriate when earned through mere profiteering. The Vaishyas' lack of class invited scorn. They were subjected to heavy regulations and draconian system of license and controls. The children of the satya Sindhu aristocracy were encouraged to become warriors or intellectuals, not traders. Resultantly, the trading class in these kingdoms was depleted over the years. With not enough money pouring in from wars, the royal coffers quickly emptied. Ever sensing an opportunity to profit, Kuber, the trader king of the island of Lanka, offered his service and expertise to carry out trading activities for all the Sindhu kingdoms. The then king of Ayodhya, Ajja, granted the monopoly to Kuber in return for a huge annual compensation, which was then distributed to each subordinate kingdom within the Sindhu empire. Ayodhya's power soared for it became the source of funds for other kingdoms within the empire and yet they could continue to hold on to their old contempts towards trade. Recently, however, Kuber had unilaterally reduced the commissions that Dashrath rightfully believed were Ayodhya's due. The impertinence of a mere trader certainly deserved punishment. Dashrath directed his vassal king to merge their troops with his own and led them to Karchapa to remind Kuber of his place in the power hierarchy. Apparently, my lord said Mrigasya, it is not Kubert who is calling the shots. Then who is? asked Dashrath. We do not know much about him. I have heard that he is no more than 30 years of age. He joined Kubert some years ago as the head of his trading security force. Over time, he recruited more people and transformed the unit into a proper army. I believe he is the one who convinced Kubert to rebel against us. I am not surprised, said Ashwapati. I can't imagine that obeys an indulgent Kuber having the nerve to challenge the power of the Sapta Sindhu. Who is this man? asked Dashrath. Where is he from? We really don't know much about him, my lord, said Mrigasya. Do you at least know his name? Yes, we do. His name is Ravan.